0: This is Aaron Levine with another episode of the And Insurance Podcast. Today, I have my landlord with me. Well, yes, he is my landlord, but slumlord, slum- slumlord. <laughs> He's a little jealous of my space inside of the building uh, I share. I do. I have office, and you know it's pretty cool. But you know it's uh, you know one day, one day, you'll, one day you'll get there. It's Mister Howard Klein, Landmark three sixty L A N M A R K three six zero, marketing consulting you guys have a lot of fun. Well, you used to have a lot of fun. Um,
1: we still have fun. You still have fun? We do. We do. That's good. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I put my vodka on the shelf back there. We'll be sure to have a cocktail uh, when, when we're done here and, uh, and, and go out and have some fun. But we were having a conversation. We were doing a little bit of work together on some stuff for, for your business as a professional marketing and advertising agency. Is that right? And Mike or is there a better way to say what you do?
1: We're we're a full-service healthcare communications firm, but the easy way to explain it is we're an advertising agency that specializes in the healthcare industry.
0: Healthcare, what what areas of healthcare?
1: We do a lot of work within the dental industry. So our our company was founded in 1977. Our, Our very first client was a dental client, and that is an industry that we really built our business within. And then We grew beyond dental and we service a lot of uh, other clients within the pharma space and within the medical device space but our real bread and butter and our real focus is on dental
0: should be toothbrush and toothpaste not bread and butter or (laughs) (laughs) sorry this is not a comedy hour um
1: (laughs) yeah so uh you know like talking about like toothbrush and toothpaste so We work with clients like Colgate. We work with clients like Philips. And we will work to get their toothpaste. We will work to get their toothbrushes. Um, We do a lot of work with Arm & Hammer. We work to get dental professionals to recommend their products to their patients. So you're
0: not on the consumer side of... The platform. You're more on the professional side, right? There's two That's different. Right.
1: Yeah, we drive professional <clears throat> recommendations.
0: So, how's and- the marketing and advertising different between professional, you know, direct to? Is it you know D to B or is it B to B or is it you B to C? Like
1: it's it's most comparable to B to B, but sometimes okay. we'll say direct to professional. Okay. Um. You know. We'll We'll refer to the professionals as HCPs, healthcare professionals. Uh, we'll refer to the dental professionals as DPs, dental okay. professionals. And uh, what's, what's probably most different about what we do in, re- in, in relation to, say, direct-to-consumer is just about every claim that we make has to be justified. Okay. It's got to be justified and substantiated with clinical data. So if you, you know, buy a product that uh, is on the shelf in the oral care aisle, and it claims to reduce plaque 10% more than other brushes. We need to be sure that there's clinicals to back up that claim. We can't just say that. So you're marketing
0: to New Jersey Dental Association, right? The dentist of, so to speak. Sure, sure. And you're using data, right? Along with other information to get the dentist to then recommend and refer out products, right? So a professional record, you're use you're being hired to get the professionals to make professional recommendations to the consumers instead of using the go to the shopping shelves and figure it out on my own
1: absolutely absolutely so if you ever if you've ever been in a in a dental office and at the end of your visit the uh, hygienist or the dental assistant or the dentist uh, recommended that you go to Walgreens and you buy a certain mouth rinse or you buy a certain toothbrush or you use, you know, maybe a water jet, any type of, uh, or, you know, maybe you're experiencing dry mouth and they recommend some type of over the counter product for dry mouth. Sure, Those are the type of products that (laughs) we recommend or that we, that we market. We market those type of products to dental professionals to in turn, Recommend to patients like yourself, but along with that, we also do a lot of marketing for equipment, for technology, um, anything and everything that's used in the dental office. So, from the chairs to the lights to the cabinets to a lot of the behind-the-scenes things that you never see, like the like 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 the vacuum units. Um, you know, just about anything that you see in a dental office, anything that a dental professional could use. We we market that as well, even even softwares. Right,
0: I'm gonna be looking at my dentist office a little bit different from now on. When I go in, i will be like, you know, what stuff is Howard responsible for uh, in in here? I know I they recommend the the Sensodyne every time I, I go in, so I use Sensodyne toothpaste.
1: Yeah, great great product. You know, not not a client of ours, but a great product.
0: We can we can work on that. Whoever's watching you know, you need better marketing or else I'll stop using the Sensodine. <laughs> so one of the things we were talking about besides marketing and advertising, which, you know, obviously I love, I love branding and behind the you shelves, we gotta, talked about say, the, the vodka. Great
1: merch. I mean, I, 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 I got merch envy as well. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think you should be the guy in advertising. It's, uh, I mean, you're running you know, around with these beautiful mugs. Um,
0: I haven't given away toothbrushes hoodie, yet. We might have to try got it
1: last year from you.
0: You got the hoodie and you, you know, maybe there was one of these yes, too. Yes. I decided so to dress soft. a little casual so today. These are nice. You know, insurance is what it is. Like we sell and it's not sexy. So we figure out a way to keep our, our brand awareness out there and keep our friends and family and clients, you know, well-informed and just, Hey, when you need us, we're, we're here. So that's all that we do. And we did a, 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 product launch a couple of weeks ago for some of our referral partners in the real estate space um, where we did our own branded vodka that's on the back shelf there. Thank you to Long Branch Distillery for coordinating that. I don't know if, that, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that live um, out here on YouTube and in the podcast world, but hey, it is it is what it is, but we were able to give away 72 bottles of vodka
1: wow, that fantastic. night.
0: You know. To, to some of our partners. Great and place,
1: Long Branch Distillery.
0: So much fun. Have you thrown yeah. a party
1: there yet? Uh, a friend of mine actually has a, a jazz trio, Okay, and uh, he played there, and it was a, it was a really a, good night.
0: It's a great spot. We took the kids there a couple of Fridays ago. Um, after dinner, we went to Tuzio's for dinner. And then from Tuzio's, we went over to the distillery. The adults had some drinks. The kids ran amok in the back over there and uh you know it's it's just a cool it's a cool spot for for cocktails and just to to hang out and socialize yeah, and really to throw is. parties
1: they'll they'll deliver the food across the street too uh, Tuzio's Tuzio's, will deliver. yeah i yeah, had yeah, Tuzio's
0: we, catered uh when i did the the uh the referral partner party over there also um you know so yeah, Tuzio's a does time. a great job Tuzio salads I think, he, and pizza. I think he's
1: playing sometime soon uh, the Eric Nilla Trio. Okay, uh, Trio.
0: Let me know. I'll be there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I will.
0: As long as Mario's bartending, he knows exactly what to uh, what to make me. But anyway, off topic here again yeah. because it's so easy to go off topic when we're trying to talk about insurance. You know, you came to me with with a I don't want to call it a problem, but with with an obstacle, with a situation, something that you didn't mostly understand. There was a large insurance section in a document that you had because you were reviewing some contract language um, for your managed service agreements for the work that you're performing on behalf of others. Um, and then we had to break down some of the insurance requirements. And then we broke it down into a way where it's like, Howard, we're really protecting you. Even though they're asking for all of this, you know, we're covering you in case something happens and you get tagged or named in a lawsuit, whether it be from, from them or from another third party or from any anything that arises um, you know, all this ultimately does protect you, your business, your employees, and the, and, and the work that you're performing, right? right? And you know, that's the conversation that we had. and you wanted to be like, oh, let's bring it up and let's talk about it on a podcast. and we're finally getting to to do that. Um, but we just wanted to make sure that we get that information out to everybody else. Like while you get insurance requirements from larger vendors, it's not always just because they need it. Well, it is because they need it. They're going to protect themselves if they're sending you the contract, but at the end of the day it it does ultimately protect what what you have, right? Like you know, so when we're reviewing this contract on the insurance section, we made sure that we filled it and we did it for a pretty reasonable price at the same time, so I know there was some advice you wanted to give to some other marketing firms out there. You know, when reviewing it and protecting themselves, and coming up and thinking about how to work and protect with their protect their employees out there. Absolutely. You know, what else was coming up when you were reviewing these contracts?
1: No, I, I, I think uh, what was going through my head at the at, at, at the time, once we got through the process, is is I was I was actually thinking more about my clients. So I often put myself in my client's shoes right. um, when when working to do whatever it is we're doing for them. And, you know, there, there's a good number of our larger clients that definitely um, require MSAs, master service agreements. And just about every one of those MSAs has some level of insurance requirements sure. within it. A lot of the smaller companies that we work with are just not at the point that they've really... Um, formalize their process. Right. And we work more on a project by project basis. Um, sometimes we'll, we'll even still do work on a handshake, right? Um, a lot of that has really gone away. Um, but I think about the smaller companies. And I think about the importance when they're looking for an agency, or really just about any company that's looking for for an agency. It's really important to look for an agency that has the right protection in place. Because it protects the client as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really urge now all of my clients when they come on to put a MSA in place. Right. And along with having the MSA in place, when they're, when they're looking for an agency, to look for agencies that took the right step to get the right protection in place for them. Um, you know, especially today when we look at things like uh, cybercrime. Um, you know, one of the one of the newer additions that that we've added to our package, and, and appreciate all your help on that, Aaron, is the is the cybersecurity. Sure, and uh, that is something that I think should be a requirement for you know any marketing agency to have, if they're going to be working with any form of data <coughs> that is owned by the client or connected to the client's business. Um, so that's a really important thing these days, and uh, I'm not so sure when companies, individuals are looking for a marketing agency, you don't really think to ask about their insurance. Um, I'm, I mean, in I'm, I'm, I'm
0: just as guilty of not asking also. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it's hard enough, right? So some, some, if someone's coming to your home to cut a big tree down, you ask them to show proof of insurance, because right. God forbid something happens, you don't want you don't want that liability. Sure. But when you're shopping for marketing, you don't you don't think to ask about what type of insurance they have. Right. But uh, if they're going to be handling your data, I think it's it's something really important, and you could probably uh, you know talk better than I can about the protection that's put in place, not just for the agency, but for the for the client as well, and why a company would require an agency like Landmark three hundred and sixty to have cybersecurity. So
0: there's a statistic Insurance. in a in a webinar that I was in last week from the Travelers. Um, I think the twenty twenty, the number of ransomware attacks in twenty twenty was somewhere like 30 million or something like that. Wow. 300 something, it was, it was a ridiculous, maybe it was 300 million. Um, it's incredible the amount of ransomware attacks that are occurring today, right? So imagine you have 25 employees, you're all connected in some way, shape or form to a network. Well, one, in, one of your computers gets infected, one of your employees has an issue takes your whole system down, then what do you do? Uh, Colgate, yeah, we can't work for you for another two months till we figure out how to get our computers up and running and figure out how to go back to work again. Bye. (laughs) You know, they're gone, right? So you're working for, you have large corporations that you're contracted with, but anybody that's working with a small service provider, if my accountant doesn't have a cyber policy, or doesn't have cybersecurity in place in order to then have a cyber insurance on top of that. And there's a breach at the accounting office, right? You expect your accountant's going to have a cyber policy, right? To protect your data because they have all my tax returns for the last God knows how many years. They, I don't have them. They have them. I mean, I should have them somewhere, um, right? So if he has an issue, how's he going to be able to afford to get back up and running? And what happens to all my data? Where are my tax returns? Who's going to get them for me? Right, be his responsibility to then be able to get that information and then cover his own butt. The insurance is gonna pay to get him back up and running again. But if his his office goes down April first with an April fifteenth deadline, he's in big trouble.
1: Absolutely. So anybody
0: providing a service is at major risk when it comes to, to cyber related and, stuff.
1: And, and what about actual like fraud? You know, some you know, someone hacks into the system fraud. and then steals Credit card information, extortion social security numbers, and um, what, what type of protection is offered then?
0: There's all, you know, credit card, any any restaurant, right? We're all connected to the internet. If there's a way for a hacker to get in and shut your network down, nobody knows how to get a ticket out and write an order up to bring it to the kitchen and hope that they can make your food, you know, and then, and then get it back out again. It's going to shut, it'll cripple entire operation until things can get back up and up and running again so restaurants are at high risk anybody taking credit cards is at a risk any service provider is at significant risk you know what if there's an issue at you know your client that trickles down to you and because of their actions something that happened with them that wasn't even your fault you have a breach that affects you for your other clients right you have a loss of business there you have a major issue that needs to be controlled. So the cyber stuff is just totally bonkers. And for any business owner that's not thinking about it, here I am, I'm like gripping the table. I'm just like, <laughs> like, let's get after it. Like, you know, it's just, if I had to choose between a fire policy and a cyber policy for a business owner, I'm like, take the cyber. You're more likely and to have a cyber crime what, occur. What's than- your
1: recommended minimum that a, a-
0: a million dollars is a standard for small businesses, but um, I saw one recently that came down from J.P. Morgan for another client of ours that was $25 million in cyber wow. coverage.
1: That makes sense in the, in the financial
0: The problem space. with that is you can't get $25 million of cyber coverage unless you're a big enough company. So the small business trying to work with the big business is now boxed out because your financials don't support you purchasing $25 million of coverage because you can't afford the premium and your business just isn't built to support a $25 million claim if something were to happen on that grand scale. So it, it gets bad when you get into those higher limits because you have to have a significant business and a track record to be able to put $25 million of limit on the table because guess what? If you have that breach, J.P. Morgan's coming for that $25 million. And They're not going to back down until they get it, right? And that small company isn't set up to support, you there, know, that kind of that there kind any of issue. Of,
1: uh, like buying groups within the insurance industry, where you know multiple small businesses could get together and and co-op buy some type of protection.
0: It's a great idea. Um, not on the cyberspace. I've seen it on the property side, but not in the cyber side. But that would be pretty cool. But then everybody's sharing the risk, the yeah. risk. And I think the risk is way too high. Yeah, that's, You know, when you have a building and a building, your risk for fire is kind of the same. You know, if you're both built in 1980 and you're both housing the same type of business, well, your risk is the same, but business A to business B is not the same when it comes to, you know, being a part of part of the risk pool. Right. Right. So when it comes to managing, you know, your network now, do you, you outsource your security people, right? Shout out to Randy. He's still using Randy Refulgent yes. Technologies.
1: Yeah, Awesome. Awesome.
0: Randy, when are you coming back to New Jersey? I'm going to see if you are at seven minutes left. That means we're at 20 minutes in. We'll see if you get to this point, <laughs> Randy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's wonderful. And thank you for
0: the recommendation. <laughs> right. So they've been able to beef up your security so that you can, you know, meet other requirements also, right? Absolutely. How's that? How's that all working out for your remote staff?
1: It's It's working out great. It's working out great.
0: You don't want to share anything else. It's all secret.
1: (laughs) We'll go go back
0: to talking about marketing and marketing (laughs) and vodka in a, in a minute. Um, But yeah, so you're using a, you know, third party security service, right? third party networking team managed service agency, whatever they call themselves today, computer people um, to make sure that your computers are all up to snuff because you're working in mostly a remote environment as, as am I. Um, So you have VPNs in there and, you know, every other security that you need on all your employees laptops so that everything stays secure. And that's one way to be able to get these higher limits of cyber insurance because you have a secure network and your endpoints, as they call them, are, are, are mostly are mostly secure. So let's talk about business. How's how is 2021 for you and where do you see your your business going in the next year?
1: Yeah, twenty twenty one has been an awesome year. It's been a really awesome year. Um, like most companies, it's it's definitely been the year of change. Right. Um, you know, certainly the change started in in two thousand twenty. Um, you know, big big shift with us not being in the office every day. Uh, there's still a, a, a group of us that do go in. Everything is a is a flex schedule right now, uh, but about ninety to ninety five percent of everything we do is being done remotely. So that that within itself is has been a switch for us right uh but we have you know found that to be very efficient and um it's it's really proving to work out well uh eventually we 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 would like to get back to being in the office more um there there certainly is value to live interaction there's value to uh live collaboration and we still do quite a quite a bit of that as being a, a creative agency, right? Um, you know, some of it is being done virtually, and it works. Uh, but there are times that there's just a, a thirst and a need for that live interaction. And we have a great office in a great space that we, um, you know, go to for that, right. And, uh, you know, from the standpoint of, of, of business overall, um, fourth quarter really picked up nice, and, uh, a lot of the hard work that we put towards attracting new clients, um, you know, paid off, and uh, we we, we welcomed a few new big clients to Landmark 360 during Q4, and we have some really promising opportunities in the pipeline for uh, 2022, so we're we're very excited, and uh, through all this, we were able to maintain about 95% of our existing clients pre-COVID, and uh, there was a lot of work that was put on hold. There was a lot of uh, breaks put on projects we were working on. Um, all of that is pretty much back to business as usual. So it was uh, definitely a different, but really great and exciting year for Landmark 360.
0: That's, that's fantastic. I'm, glad to, I'm glad, glad to hear that. I'm looking forward to what you have coming up next. You know, it's, you, you build a good foundation and then you can separate yourself from the competition. I think is you know, one of the most important things that we can, that we can put out there. You, know, you can really separate yourself by being a professional organization, having certain things in place, having the right teams in place, and then your competition just has to work a lot harder to, to catch up, to, to keep up. I think, it's, I think it's pretty cool. And we try to do the same thing at LG Insurance. We try to keep ourselves a little bit ahead of the curve as best we possibly can with our technology, with our team, and the work that everybody does and, you know, our marketing efforts, of course, you know, just to keep ourselves present, relevant and and ahead of everybody else. And just like you we're you know, not everybody's in the office and I got everybody coming in soon for a holiday party and we're going to make sure that we, we celebrate a little bit with some... LG branded vodka, <laughs> and uh, you know we'll see what 2022 brings. But I, I look forward to a, a good a good 2022. I wish you the best of luck in the in the upcoming
1: year. Thank you so much, Aaron, and and nothing but the best for you and the LG team. Uh, you know, from a business standpoint, you have been a really excellent resource for me and for for Landmark 360. It goes so much uh, beyond working with any insurance agency we've worked with through our company's history. I've owned the company for the last uh, 14, 15, eh, maybe 15 or or so years. Been with the company for 20 years, worked with a lot of different, really great people uh, within the insurance space. But to date, you are definitely... The best, and uh, you, you heard know, it here, folks. <laughs> you're accessible, you're knowledgeable, <laughs> and you really, you know, make help us to make the decisions that's best for our business, as if it was your own business. I appreciate it. So, couldn't ask for anything more, and uh, really appreciate that.
0: Awesome, thank you very much, Howard Klein, Landmark 360, and thanks for joining me on the podcast.